Entrepreneur Circle is an on-air brands production and a proud member of the On-Air Brands Network. Hi, this is James Altucher. Thank you for listening to Eric Cabral's Entrepreneur Circle. On this episode... If you are an expert, you would have an apprentice. And the apprentice, because the only way to learn this is to do everything. Like James has become a cook. He This morning, he made breakfast. Um, and normally it's me, but like to give you an idea of James's breakfast, James made organic balsamic reduction sous vide egg bites from scratch. And yeah, I didn't teach him that. That wasn't a recipe I gave him. I was just going to say, something tells me he did not know how to do that before he met you. No, yeah, but I didn't teach him that one. He invented that one himself based on learning my methods. Because the way that I was taught cooking by my dad, it's not recipes, it's an art. You just understand how flavors come together. And so he understood the flavors and started designing meals. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur Circle. My goal is to inspire you by chatting with entrepreneurs about their successes, their failures in life and in business. I am your most humbled host, Eric Cabral, a real estate investor, a creative, and I've been in the creative industry for over 20 years. Got my start in New York City as a junior art director, made my way to the top of the corporate ladder and realized there was the proverbial glass ceiling. So I hung up my corporate hat and started my own creative agency called On Air Brands, where we broadcast your brand and your message using podcasts and social media marketing, along with the help of my other company, PodMax, which hosts live and virtual events for top performing entrepreneurs to get them on podcasts and to learn from our keynote speakers and our massive network. So to learn more about that event, hit up podmax.co and sign up for the next event. They're happening each and every month. So as always, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast with two to three of your friends to continue growing our community and to help others grow from the knowledge shared here and learned here on this podcast. And before we jump into the show, I'd like to share some of what our sponsors, partners, and good friends have to offer you. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about PodMax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next PodMax event. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur's Circle. I'm your most humbled host, Eric Cabral, and with me today, like other days, a really cool dude and a friend that I met a while back. Super interesting. I often love having people that inspire me through conversations, and thank you for continuing the conversation with me to have Adam Lyons on the show. How are you, brother? I'm doing good, man. Thanks so much for having me. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. It's always refreshing to see and 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 think back to the wonderful times when we were together before all the madness happened, right? <laughs> but <laughs> but Adam lines really quickly from smartblueprint.com, you know, where he he's created a blueprint for you and for us uh, to help you grow in your business and your company. We're going to get into all of that wonderful stuff that I'll, I'll, dude, you're such an inspiration to me and I know everyone else will get and understand that very quickly. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and through these questions, I'm going to ask you um, the, what I like to call right now, the rapid fire questions at the front. So Got we can it. get to know you a little bit and Let's then tell your story through these, these really wild uh, questions. So if stranded on a desert Island, mm -hmm. what's the one book or album you'd have to have on you? Oh my gosh. Okay. If it was music album, it would be um, Nathaniel Merriweather music to make love to your old lady by that would 100% <laughs> be the album. Um, <laughs> Uh, the title alone, dude, <laughs> is epic. Oh, man. I feel like I've heard that. It is, I've heard of that. It's a spoof album made by a bunch of uh, famous musicians. It's got, like, um, people from the Gorillas in there, a whole bunch of, like, real famous yes. musicians. And they came awesome. together and they made, like, a spoof um, set of songs that all sound really, like, um, sensual and, you know, get down kind of music, but they're all really funny. And if you, if you actually listen to the words rather than just let it as background music, you're like, are they really saying that? I'll give you an example. One of my favorites, um, it's called Sex Ime. And it's a man and a woman both describing their roles in the bedroom. And the woman will be like, you know, um, uh, I'm your prize. I'm your uh, dessert. You know, I'm your main course. Um, she's like, you know, I'm your fantasy. I'm your lover. I'm your slave. And then the man responds to each one with his role. And he's like, I'm a man. I'm a man. <laughs> saying, I'm a man throughout the entire thing. And it's just hysterical. Now I gotta do, say it again, Nathaniel, what was it? Nathaniel Merriweather, music to make love to your old lady by. And there are ads throughout the album for the album where they just like, music to make love to your old lady by. Abba oh, used to God. work. And it's like, you know, Barry White used to work, but ain't nothing work as good as music to make love to your old lady by. Holy Best crap. album ever. I love it. It's my favorite. Dude, I am so glad I met you. And, that, <laughs> and now this is going to be in my life too. Uh, I can't wait to listen. Thank goodness yeah. for iTunes, where you just have access to every song that ever existed, <laughs> so including true. the Prince uh, uh, you know, catalog, which mm -hmm. you know that was closed off for a long time. But yeah, I can't wait to go listen to that right after the show. <laughs> You're gonna love it. Uh, so, so, <laughs> um, so th this is a fun one. Dead or alive, mm -hmm. who is the one person that you could just open hand smack in the face? Oh, smack in the face! I wasn't expecting that twist. That was a that was a real that was a real twist. Smack in the face. Um, honestly, uh, it's uh, a guy that. I nearly smacked in the face at a family wedding oh. who, who got drunk. And as the night went on, got angrier and angrier uh, that I exist. And he was just like, just like insulting me from the other side of the, 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 the garden. And was there history? Did you just meet him? Just met him for the first time. But he decided that um, because um, I uh, have... Uh, had a very active sex life and it's known about people talk about it online and because i pulled up in a maserati that i was in fact an asshole and i needed to get beaten up now ah. what this guy didn't know about me because he, he only knew a few things about me but he didn't know that i've been 
uh, a professional fighter on and off since I was nine years old. And, and most people don't recognize, like, because I kind of look like a skinny white boy. You know, I don't look like the kind of guy that can hold my own. But I, I uploaded a video to Facebook uh, a week ago of me doing a one-inch punch and splitting a board in half again, which is nice. something I haven't done for a long time. Right, like, there's not many people that can do a one-inch punch and split a piece yeah. of wood in oh, half. Bruce Lee's the only one I know. Right, yeah, exactly. He's like, boards, <laughs> don't hit back, right? And, like, um, but still. And the thing is, I wasn't drinking. This guy was drunk. And um, it was raining. And some of the fighting that I do, I do, um, I, I have a bunch of friends every year I go to Montreal and we do a free form fighting tournament in all terrains and all weather. So I actually have trained fighting on wet grass. And unless you're a soldier, you've probably not done that. And it's a very different style of fighting. The way yeah. you move, you, you, you know, the way most people swing, they slip their feet, but in, in mud, it's a different game. It's a whole different game. And I've trained since I was 16 in that kind of, file of style of fighting. So um, I was there, this guy was getting aggressive. I could tell he was gonna start a fight. And so I just moved off of, there was a concrete garden area and I moved into the wet grass. It was a huge, it was like acreage. And I moved into the wet grass and uh, my girlfriend at the time was with me and she goes, you're planning on fighting, aren't you? And I was like, 100%. I was like, this guy is angry. He's going to come for me. And when he does, he's not going to know what hit him. I was like, I'm going to take, he's drunk. I'm going to take him out on the grass. He's going to slip. He's going to hit hard. It will knock the wind out of him. I'll be on top of him. I'll choke him out in seconds. I was like, this guy's going down. And uh, he starts staring at me and giving me like evil looks. And all the family members like, you, you, need, to, you need to calm down and apologize because he's going to hit you. And I was like, bring it. And he, he looks at me and he's like, who are you looking at? And I'm like, you, you C-U-N-T. I was like, you. And this guy's huge. He's like 6'2", good old boy Texan. And he starts coming towards me. And uh, my girlfriend's like, please don't do this. Please don't do this. I was like, no, I think everyone here needs to see what happens when you pick on a skinny white boy who knows how to fight. Let me show this guy how bad this is going to be. And anyway, I didn't hit him. And uh, my girlfriend begged me to leave. So we left the party. So there wasn't a scene. He was drunk. I wasn't. And, you know, it would have looked bad. Um, but ever since to this day, I want to hit him still because I knew I, dude, I knew I would win. <laughs> that is so anticlimactic, dude. I, know. I was waiting for the I Jason know. Bourne in the rain fight. That's who I would slap. Uh, that guy, dude. I love that. That was such a good story, though. He needed to get slapped that day. I <laughs> did. Okay, so anyone who's listening and you couldn't see my reaction, my jaw was on the floor the entire time. Yeah. That's the best answer I've ever heard for that question, bro. Thank you for that. That is Thanks, nuts, man. man. But that, that guy found out to so much about you. you needed to okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, he, this, like, there's no punchline to the story. You said it, dude. Yeah, if you're <laughs> listening to this, dude. Yeah, um, yeah, you you lucked out, <laughs> bro. You lucked out. You were gonna get demolished. <laughs> I never heard of that strategy. That's something. I don't know if you're a David Morrell fan. That's the guy who wrote uh, First Blood. Mm-hmm. But he's got a whole slew of books. They're all amazing. And what you got there was you 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 reminded me of the mind because you can get what I love about those books is you can get inside the mind of the character. Mm-hmm. And I remember he would describe like sitting on a the character would be sitting in a subway and 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 analyzing a certain perp and the watch they were wearing, mm-hmm. the shoes they were wearing, what like where they came from, you know, the newspaper, if there's a there was a gun inside of it, things like that. Like you totally mm-hmm. broke down every single reason. Like it seems innocuous or it seems spontaneous. You're like, hey, I'm gonna move over to the wet grass, but that was very calculated, that move. Thanks, man. So right? it's actually funny. You ever seen the TV show Lie to Me? Um, I've heard of it. I've okay. heard of it. It was yeah. only when I watched that show that I realized um, that I have two superpowers that I never, I didn't know I had. And uh, it's a little bit dark. We're going to get a little bit dark, but you know, yeah. you know how it is. It's tell the truth. Um, in the show, they hire a, 
um, a new lie to me expert, which is basically a body language reader. And I'm an incredible body language reader. I, I actually, um, I have a friend of mine that used to work at the FBI. He doesn't anymore. And I went head to head against an FBI lie detector. And I was as accurate as the lie detector. Um, both me and the lie detector were as good at telling who was lying. You play a game where you basically, you have four numbers, one, two, three, four. And there's a piece of, there's a paper that shows you your number and the person lies to you and says it, what number it is. And you basically mm. guess what number it is based on what they, how they react, right? So you're not only guessing if they're lying, you're guessing the actual number? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guess the number. Based off their body language. Yeah, Holy and I am, I'm like 60 to 70% accurate in that. I think it's like 67% or whatever. Shit. Yeah, and so is the lie detector test. So um, I was, it was really funny. There was the official FBI interrogator was like, there's very few humans that, that can do what you just did. He's like, we exist. He's like, I'm one of them. He's like, but that's amazing. Yeah, um, what do you think in your background allowed you to have that ability? And that, it was lie to me that taught me, it's actually an abusive childhood. And I came from an abusive oh, childhood. My, my mother was physically abusive and, and sometimes my dad was. Um, and we're not just talking about like spank for doing something wrong. We're talking about angry alcohol takeout. And so what happens is you have to, as a survival tactic, yes. be able to read whether aggression is imminent. And when that happens, um, you, you're, the whole world slows down and you start, okay, um, if I'm going to get hit right now, I need to be away from a wall because trust me, the first time someone punches you and your head rebounds off the corner of a marble uh, corner or a tile corner, sorry, not marble, and you crack your head open, you're like, okay, I would rather have got hit next to my bed. And so you start positioning yourself to get smacked. Well, wow. that's everything slows down. Now you add competitive fighting after that. And now suddenly you've got reactions, you've got the ability to take a blow, the ability to know where to hit. You combine all these things together and you get a pretty, pretty mean fighter. Now I'm not, you know, I'm not saying I'm gonna win an MMA fight and I definitely don't wanna go head to head against, you know, Tyson or anyone like that. But <laughs> if if the person I'm fighting hasn't been trained and is just gonna rely on being big and strong, they're they're gonna have a really bad day. Um, <laughs> Because you're going to be real unlikely to hit me uh, because I'm real fast. Um, yeah. I've got I've got more than enough JKD in me to to trap an arm and break a wrist, um, and and I know where to hit where it hurts, and I hit hard, you know. So oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, I love that idea of. So I'm a big. I don't know if you're a Marvel superheroes totally, guy, you totally. know, Dude, but I'm my, totally my a spider T-shirt right now. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's all D and D. Yeah. It. Uh, I'm always a. I relate to the Peter Parker Spider Man's agility, mm -hmm. right? Uh, intelligence, as opposed to the Hulk's just brute force, you know, uh, mass over, you know, intelligence and stuff. So it's like, I, I'm with you, man. I relate to you <laughs> on that level, but I'm not as badass as you. I wish I, wish I was, man. Uh, man you're, 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 <laughs> you're walking weapon, right? And you know that if used respectfully, you, you, it only needs to come out. In, in defense, right? I, yeah, I, I don't know like, if like my life just attracts drama, but you know, like three days ago, uh, there were three cops in my, in my, in my garden. And, and here's why. Um, my buddy is, um, I, I've, got, I've got a giant property. I, I've got a 44 acre property. And one of my houses um, I use as an office when I'm recording in. And I've got a, 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 a sort of like a business partner, I suppose. He's, he was an intern. He's worked his way up and he's close to getting given a percentage of one of my businesses. And he, uh, he lives on this property for free. And, you know, we, it's kind of like a, an incubator. Well, he meets a, a woman on Tinder. She comes over the house. Turns out that she's got all sorts of problems with narcotics and she's threatened to kill him. And now she's running around our property and hiding in the forest. So he calls, <laughs> calls, the, 
calls the cops and I come home. I've been out all night and I come home and there's cop cars and there's three cops on my land. But I didn't know the cops were there. All I got was the phone call from him being like, hey, someone's threatened to kill me and they're, they're running around the forest. And um, so instantly I, I pull up and I keep a, a tactical flashlight in my, in my car door and I keep a, um, a, an acrylic knife, which is incredible, by the way. If you've never, if you've never thought of a self-defense weapon as an acrylic knife, they're, they're super... Um, they're, they're weatherproof. They don't rust because they're made of plastic. Really just one use after you use them, like they blunt really fast. But, um, but they also really justify it as a, a letter opener. So if, if anybody ever says, why do you have that in your car door? You don't look like a, a freak who's carrying a knife in his car door. You're like, no, I, I open envelopes with it. You know, it's totally yeah. justified. But man, these things are brutal. And wow. uh, so I keep them both. So, but when in doubt, use the flashlight because blinding somebody is the best form of defense. So I turn yes. up in my car and I'm already with my flashlight to, you know, just flash it in someone's eyes. And if you, if you get someone right, they often don't even know if you're security or a cop. And so they react accordingly. Whereas if you, if you pull out the knife, the knife's really just there in case somebody's got a gun or something really nasty. But I'd almost always go for the flashlight instead. Um, flash yeah. it in their eyes, they start reacting like you're a cop. Hey, hey, what? You know, sorry, sorry, sorry. So, yeah. yeah, but you just start thinking that way. And, you know, I grew up in a bad neighborhood and I can't not think that way. Um, but there were cops over here. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. So, wait. So, what happened? You stepped out of the car. Come you, out of the you, car. Did you, you flash the lights to the cops? No, or? no. Thankfully, I didn't uh, need to. I was ready in case somebody jumped out of the forest to kill me uh, because of their, their, you know, narcotic-induced situation. Gotcha. But the cops were all there, sense. and uh, yeah. they were just like, hey, did you call us? I was like, no, I just owned this property and started laughing. They're like, why are you laughing? I was like, because this is his first date with somebody he met on Tinder. Oh. And I was like, I plan on ripping him all day for this. <laughs> and uh, the cops started laughing. They're like, you better for us because we've got to go and look for him. Oh, and, uh, so what happened? Did they find her? What yeah, happened? they found her hiding in some bushes. Um, all her clothes were ripped up. She'd, oh um, she'd done a number on herself and basically tried accusing him of attacking her. Um, but it was clear that the damage was all from climbing in trees and like, it, was, it didn't look like somebody had had a fight. Um, so they, they tell her she has to leave, but she can't drive because she's got a breathing thing in her car. She used to breathe for alcohol and she was drunk. So she couldn't oh actually leave. And they couldn't arrest her because it was private property. So they needed her permission to drive her away, which thankfully she gave after half an hour of trying to accuse him of things. Holy smokes. Yeah. Dude, so, man. but it does, you know, I don't know if I just draw those situations, but when they, I just laugh at this point because, you know, you've had years and years of preparing for it. So, but life's never boring. <laughs> Amazing, dude. This is probably, and I'm so glad. I mean, how, how far? We're only like 15 minutes into the show. Uh, we're halfway through and I'm like, I'm shocked and amazed at what little we're covering. <laughs> uh, I mean, what, how much we're covering, I mean, in a little amount of time getting to know you. But wow, dude, you, you got you really lead such an interesting life, man. Um, and, and I got that for a short amount of time with you and, and your lovely wife and unborn child at the time, right? She, yeah. she was... Yeah, she was, yeah. yeah she, she, she was ready, man. It looked like she was ready then, but that was still a while ago. Yeah, but, it was. Yeah, yeah no, he's, uh, he's coming up to five months. Um, it's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah congrats, brother. Thank congrats. you so much. It's it's awesome. He's, I, you know, it's my fifth kid. Uh, I had a vasectomy afterwards. I'm like, I'm done. That's it. No more children. <laughs> Five's good. Um, but you know, but I I froze froze six doses of sperm just in case I want six extra. But you know. <laughs> It's like my options open, right? I'm, I don't think I'm going to be like, you know, what? I really want six more children. Um, but, you know, I got five. So. 
Dude, I, dude, seriously, <laughs> there aren't a lot of people that I've met like you, man. You're, you've got so much going on. I love the way your mind thinks. Thank you. Um, you know, just all these little tidbits you're sharing with us is telling us so much. It's so cool. Thanks, um, man. Okay, so let's continue on the path of these uh, these rapid fires. Got it. So uh, your your last meal, brother. What does that look like? Uh, like the one that I just had or my very last no, meal? It's a good question. No, you know this is going to be your last meal. Okay. And then, so yeah. just, just, just in case you care, my last meal was chicken adobo with rice. Um, oh. Yeah, because <laughs> I love Filipino food. And so that dude, was my... yeah, dude. I, it's funny you said that because um, not that I had chicken. Did you know I was Filipino, by the way? I, I didn't know that. but um, Okay, yeah, now you do. There you go. Chicken adobo is the best. Um, but I did have rice and steak just now for breakfast because I, well, I interviewed intermittent fast yeah so it was two o'clock i had steak and rice only because it was left over from a meal last night uh, but uh yeah yeah that's good stuff that's man good. yeah you're speaking my language Maganda ma- Maganda right that's, Wait, that's a beautiful i didn't hear that last part what was what is what I, does it I, mean? it's yeah it's like beautiful afternoon and then pot okay. is at the end, which is like with respect, I think. I, with respect, yeah. yeah. I had um, I had a, a Filipino girlfriend for three years and spent some time okay. in Manila and learned a lot of the language. It's mostly gone now, but, you know, Salama. Was she uh, Filipino or Filipino-American? Uh, she was here? Filipino-Brit. Oh, mm. so many, many that. years ago. Yes, yeah, so. I've never met a Filipino Brit. That's yeah, wild. it's. it's I, I don't think there's that much difference. Uh, but she was, she was a wonderful person. Uh, but it was a long wow. time ago. So. Yeah, foods. Yeah, you probably gained a few pounds while you were with oh, her. Oh, sure. so much. Yeah, sick <laughs> Canton. Adult, oh man, Dude, so lumpia. Yeah. Everybody oh, always lumpia. talks about lumpia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I prefer adobo. It's better personally. So. <laughs> anyway, the question was, oh, the last meal, the very, very, yeah. very, very last yeah. meal. Um, it would be from a restaurant that just closed down because of COVID. I'm, I'm, ah. My favorite restaurant in the world was the SLS Bazaar by Jose Andres in Beverly Hills. And uh, it was the first restaurant that I spent um, over a couple of thousand dollars eating at. And uh, every, every meal was thousands of dollars every time. What, are, what the heck are you eating? It, it's a molecular, ga- or was, so sad, a molecular gastronomy restaurant. So it can... It, uh, infuses science-based cuisine with like incredible flavors. So they'll like, uh, they do olives two ways. So they'll create stuffed olives and then they'll remove the flavor from the olive and inject it into, get this, uh, jello water. So it's like water with a film around it. And so you can pick up the, you can shake it on a spoon. It looks like jello, but it's just a skin on the water. And then you eat the water, the skin pops the minute it touches anything. And then the flavor of the olives is in your mouth, but in water form, but it tastes exactly the same as the, the stuffed olive you just had. And it just does all sorts of, it does like a not your everyday caprese salad where they do the same thing, but the mozzarella cheese is actually the same water balls with injected flavor of mozzarella. It's crazy, what? crazy food. Yeah. You're blowing my mind. Well, and, and no one can eat there anymore. What, I'm devastated. What are you talking about? I feel like I'm talking to someone from the future. Dude. Are you at, what are you saying to me right now? Yeah. So they can take flavor of food, mm-hmm. remove the texture, remove the actual digestion of that, and yeah. have you experience the flavor, the exact flavor. Via water by inside with the skin. Skin water with the skin Dude, on it. You are <laughs> blowing my freaking mind. Yeah. How, how long was this restaurant? aren't even open how did they not, I, this not i don't know but i've been eating there for like seven or eight years so it's and it's amazing they have one in vegas one in in la and they both got they lost their contract with the sls because of covid so it's my favorite restaurant every time i go to la i drop a couple of grand in that restaurant so and my it, question it, is 
so Hale, I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt you. The experience of it is right. It's it's out of this world. Yeah. But is it filling? I mean, how do you get full? Oh, there? it's you, all water. So many different. Yeah, it's so many different foods. Like uh, they do um, one of my favorites, which I know it's a controversial topic, but they do um, uh, foie gras but cotton candy. So it's a piece of foie gras wrapped in cotton candy, which is one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. Uh, they do cuts of meat that have been like, you know, aged for like, I don't know, a million years or something. It's like, it tastes like dinosaurs. It's amazing. Just blows you away. All the food is just incredible. And what happens is each dish is like 50 bucks. And each dish, like you said, doesn't really fill you up. So you just keep going. You're like, oh, I need to taste that. And I want to taste this. They do smoked oysters. It's like oysters and they're cooked in smoke instead of in any other method. And it's just the, the smoke gets hotter and hotter. And it comes to an addition. It opens up and all the smoke fills the room. And then you're left with these flake. Ah, just magical Dude. food. Yeah. Everything's oh, magical and looks beautiful. The presentation's out of this world. Um, Jesus. And yeah, so, and they're closed. And they're what was closed. the name of the restaurant? Uh, it was the Bazaar, uh, but if you buy it by Jose Andres, uh, and it was uh, in the SLS in Beverly Hills. I'm I'm sure there's. Oh my God, they do um they do like a a new Philly cheesesteak, and it's um they 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 build the bread around the insides by by puffing it up with air so it gets cooked from the inside, um so the bread is formed around the ingredients. Just, yeah, like like put all the ingredients together and then bake bread around it so the bread expands with the food cooked Dude, inside. Uh, it's it, I'm having a, a a brain fart here with um, one of my favorite meals. Is what's the steak with the croissant around it? Oh, I know the, what you uh, mean. Um, oh oh my it. gosh, it's so oh, good. Wellington? Yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, and. The first time I ever had that, that it, it it blew my mind. Like you know, I imagine a lot of the foods there because I never combined the two. That thought never even occurred to me. And when the 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 textures and the flavor and the buttery of the the meat and the and the and the the bread and the croissant, ah, is yeah. absolutely sick. But yeah, yeah, dude, too bad that place is closed. Hopefully, it makes a comeback. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm you know, he's an incredible chef. I hope he he finds another another way to it. And there's uh, there's yeah. some other incredible restaurants. Um, there's one called Eat in Vegas, which I love. Mm -hmm. Eat is actually owned by a five star chef that does designer restaurants on the strip. And mm -hmm. Eat is where he tests all his recipes at local prices. So if you eat there, you'll pay like twenty bucks for a meal. The six months later will be two hundred dollars at a big restaurant on the strip so it's like wow. one of those underground i'm a big foodie like dude yeah, love yeah. cool food but i like knowing those little spots like you know because i grew up poor so i don't mind spending a couple of grand on a dinner but if i can find a fancy one for 20 bucks i'm gonna do it wait so so tell me i love this so what's the the strangest thing you've ever eaten oh my god uh, the uh, I know you probably have a ton, yeah, so tons. we might need top the, three. What's the top three? Okay, so um, the top starting with three, three. they'd all be at that restaurant, right? But strangest, strangest would be would be things like yeah. weird things, right? So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I had one of those eggs when I went to China. It was like a century egg, and I nearly threw up. I couldn't keep it down. Um, oh, yeah, did I, you swallow any of it? I Were did. I swallowed half, and I was like, I'm done. I haven't had uh, lumpia. I think is what it is, right? That's the, oh, oh, no, oh, no, 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 the one with the uh, balut. 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 Yeah. I, yeah. Haven't, I haven't had balut. Um, uh, I would haven't you, had that. Would you do it though? I don't would know. Would you do it? I don't know. <laughs> I, you I've have a farm, brother. You have a farm. <laughs> I know. I know. But Grow I, your own balut. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. I don't know if I could do balut. For, for everyone that doesn't know, it's basically feet. Yeah. It's like chicken. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a unborn duck. Yeah. In, uh, duck, in the, it's a, 
it's a hard-boiled egg, mm-hmm. right, with with a, a forming animal in it. And my dad has eaten it. He said he didn't eat it because he liked it. He eat it. He ate it to prove he was a man, right, amongst that his friends. That sounds why people do it. Yeah, and he said that uh, the trick is to eat it in the dark. Don't look at it. Okay, while you're I can, eating it. I can because see. he said it's basically it tastes like and feels like the texture of you know eating duck uh, with a hard-boiled egg. So, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, no. <laughs> I put a ton of hot sauce on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if I can do that. So that's that's up there. I've okay. eaten, I've eaten yeah. ghost pepper. That was kind of an interesting Go. one. Yeah. How did you make it through that, man? Uh, I was hanging out with a friend and we filmed it. And I was just like, I'll just do this. 20 minutes later, I was like crying. Um, so I've done that. Um, I've, I've eaten alligator. Uh, I've eaten, ah. you know, all, all, all sorts of random stuff. You know, I, I've eaten, um, you know, some insects. That I don't even remember what they were. I was in Thailand and ate some insects. Oh, were they uh, flavored well? Or was they, it, yeah, they were flavored like? pretty well. It just tasted yeah. like, crun- like, I don't know, like pork rind or something, I suppose. Like it was just crispy, crunchy, generic, you know. I, I could see it's yeah. a generic, crispy, crunchy protein stat- snack. If you if you don't think oh, about yeah. exactly what it is, then it's just like whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, uh, I've, I've definitely experimented, but I'm more into fine foods. Like I, I really like the art. I, I'd like to eat a small meal that looks beautiful and someone's really cared about it. In fact, I had an argument with one of my interns yesterday about food presentation. And, um, he, we, we do a big breakfast in the morning it's from the farm. We it's all fresh cooked farm food and everyone gets to come and eat. If you're a friend of mine, you're in the neighborhood, you'll drive to my house in the morning. You get free breakfast and Just show up same time yeah, every day. Sh- sh- if you're here at 8am and you don't mind pitching until about cleaning or something, you have breakfast because uh, we have more than enough food. And we've been making these like real gourmet, like we've been doing, um, Korean barbecue marinade bacon with uh, onions and fresh zucchini that are caramelized in honey. Uh, we had goat cheese, fresh tomatoes. Almost all of this is from my land or from locally sourced butchers and then are, eggs. Do you have a, a like on the premises chef full time? It's me. This guy. It's you. Yeah, it's me. My, um, my granddad was a chef and Dude. my granddad would beat my dad. Um, and make him cook. And my dad would not beat me because he didn't want to beat me at that moment because th- that was when he got beat. He beat me at other times, not that moment. Um, but then, uh, but he would stand over me and like screaming my face if I like ruined the meat. And it just, it's just like fear has been used to teach our entire family how to cook. But mm. the, the cooking stays in the male side of the family in our, in our family, I suppose. Mm. So, so yeah, I can cook. I mean, I can cook, dude, I can cook pretty much anything. Wow. I can cook uh, curries. I can cuisine from all over the world. I can do everything from Morocco to Thailand to, you know, fried chicken. It works. Uh, Dude, whenever you, 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 I just need to come live with you for a little while. Yeah, come do it. Come come, come and eat like this. So, and the point is this intern, we were, we take pictures and we put it online. And um, I told him, I was like, hey, we made a fresh pesto from ingredients in the garden. And I was like, dude, the way you place that pesto, it looks ugly. Um, on the next omelet, don't put the pesto on. I'm going to do it because we're going to take pictures. And he's like, I know how to put pesto on an omelet. I was like, you know how to put pesto on an omelet to take pictures, to put on Facebook, to get people to like and share. He's like, yeah, I do it all the time. I'm like, great, show me. And he's like, what? I was like, show me. You just made a bold statement in front of everyone. Show me, back up your claim. So 20 minutes of him looking through his Facebook later when he realizes he's never cooked anything and taken a picture of it. He goes, well, I swear I did. I was like, no, you're full of crap. You don't know what you're on about. And so we showed him, like, we've got, like, a, we know the correct place in the room to take the picture for lighting. We clean up the plates. I mean, we, this is a process. Yeah, yeah. And I always tell him, I'm like, dude, I'm like a crazy Korean chick over my food right now. I'm taking, we take pictures of our food and we post it and, you know, we're 
pretty much standing in the background like that and yeah. showing off. So, so yeah. That's brilliant. And that's our morning. That's how every day starts like that. Oh, I love it, dude. <laughs> I love it. So, so much good stuff here, man. Hello, this is Josh McCown, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out. And the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands Creative Agency, which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business, reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com. Okay, so let's 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 ask you this one, dude, because I don't know a lot of people think about this. I'm guessing you have. Mm-hmm. What is the music playing over the loudspeakers as you run towards the stage, brother? Um, without a doubt, it's um, uh, Papa Roach, Last Resort. Um, Papa Roach, Last Resort. Yeah, without How a does doubt. How that go? Um, <laughs> he goes, cut my life into pieces. Yes. This is my last resort. Yes. Yeah, that's got it, got 100%. It. That's what's playing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a, that's energy, man. Yeah, and it um it came it actually it's a it's a serious uh, song for me because uh, I'm a famous dating coach before I got into being an entrepreneur and um I I you know dating was really fierce and competitive back in the day. And uh, there was an underground forum that I was a part of, of all the big up and coming dating coaches. I mean, these guys, uh, you know, we're talking about Matthew Hussey, who's all in the, the media right now, was one of my students. And, you know, he was there at the time. Just all these really big, famous dating coaches who have gone on to become, you know, people that everyone's heard of nowadays in the media. And um, there was this one guy that was kind of an asshole who didn't become famous. And uh, me and him would just get into these huge internet flaming fights where he was basically just trying to say that I suck and I would just post results of my students succeeding. And I'm never going to forget, he, he made this one post where he was asking for advice um, on how to, how to have a threesome. This was like what he wanted to cover. And I wrote a response because I was like, even though the guy's an asshole, I was like, you know, he's asking for help, I'll help him. So I was like, look, I've, I've had many, many, many threesomes. This is how I do it. And he goes, oh, Adam, I think you misread my post. I said from someone who's actually had one. Oh, geez. And what he didn't know is that weekend, I don't know if this is a bit too X-ray for your show, but that weekend, <laughs> I'd had an orgy with four women and filmed it. Oh, and my God, dude. So I couldn't help but go through and edit out all of the really gratuitous stuff, but it was still very clear that I was in bed with four women and we were drinking and we were having, uh, you know, intercourse. And I edited it to cut my life into pieces in my last resort, my Papa Roach, and uploaded it to, as a response. And that ended with like- Wait, where did you upload it? To the the forum where everyone was fighting. And it it was 20 pages of LOL owned, LOL owned, LOL owned. And that's one of the reasons I became known as one of the best dating coaches. I got so many clients off the back of that. People like, okay, you know, even if I don't like you, you're obviously the real deal. Um, and that's how I became a famous yeah. dating coach. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. I have to admit with you right right here and live, some of that might have to be edited. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, man, there's so much stuff I could ask you here. 
And you're you're the reason why I created this sort of formula format now, because we're learning so much, and it's ta- it's it's becoming the podcast, right? Yeah. It's it's not always ideal. Some people don't really. It doesn't shake out that way because yeah, they probably just want to promote their stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Which is okay. That's okay. Sure. Let's reserve that to the end. But um, this dude, I'm getting so much. I'm, I'm having so much fun listening yeah, me to too. your stories, man. It's fun chatting. So good. Uh, okay, so a little bit of business, or it doesn't have to be, because sure. you've had multiple businesses over the years. Uh, what's one of the what's one of the projects that you worked on? Any type of project, like mm-hmm. I said, it could be home project or business uh, th- that stands out to you. What was one of the the most favorite projects Matt, you worked the one, on? The one that I'm doing right now. This is my favorite. So yeah. um, I I'm actually uh, I'm I'm partners with Roland Frazier on a on a yes. very popular program right now, the the Epic Coaching Program, which teaches people how to buy and sell businesses. And um, the reason for that is because I've been a student of Roland's for eight years, studying under him how to do mergers and acquisitions. And my most recent acquisition, it's not even my most recent because I've had like three since then, but, but my, my favorite acquisition is a better way of wording it, um, was a struggling game store. And without a doubt, this is my favorite. Um, my, my nine-year-old son, he was nine at the time, he's 10 now, um, came to me crying one night because the local Dungeons and Dragons shop is closing down in a tiny little town, Bastrop, Texas. And he's like, dad, I'm, I'm so sad. He's like, you fix businesses, fix it. And so... Challenge accepted. Yeah, and so I was like, okay. So I go into the game store. And I'm like, dude, I hear you're selling your game store. He's like, yeah, I've got it up on sale on Craigslist right now for twenty five thousand dollars. And um, you know, I, I specialize in teaching people Roland's method, um, which is how to purchase a business for zero dollars down, not zero dollars, but zero dollars down. And so I get into a negotiation with the guy. I won't bore you with all the details, but we go backwards and forwards. And what culminates in is I walk away from the table. and I'm like, the deal isn't good for me. But if it gets if you get desperate, call me. And then every month I just pop in and after three months he gets desperate and he's like, okay, I want out. Like I'm losing money. Just, just buy it. And at that point he agrees to owner financing, which is basically I buy it for no money. And then I pay him off over time. Not that I couldn't have paid for it in one go, but I prefer to use a method where I'll use the business's assets to generate money to pay for the business. So nothing comes out of my pocket, which is Roland's whole method. So I go in and within within a month or so, I've paid him back using the business to pay him back. And so now I own this business and uh, I'm, I'm profiting like 800 bucks a month because of some creative stuff that I'm doing. It's not much. And um, then COVID hits and obviously games, retail stores are shut down. Everyone's struggling. Everyone's you know, not doing very well. And I decide that I've got free time because I'm not traveling. So I'm going to go and look at the shop and I'm going to apply my, my smart blueprint method to my store. Uh, which is the the thing that I was talking to you about at the beginning. The smart blueprint is just like our system for how we grow a business. But I hadn't applied it to the shop. I just took over the shop and was like, whatever. So we apply the smart blueprint to the shop. I probably spent two weeks in the store. We renovate it. I do it all myself. I redecorate. Well, me and the my manager of the store, the new manager I hire. And um, man, we go from earning like five grand a month to $15,000 a month um, on average. What? Yeah, which is what we're doing today. Which is, which is great. So then fast forward to like two months ago, Elon Musk announces that he's going to build the new Tesla factory or office, whatever, just outside of Bastrop. Because everyone says it's outside of Austin, but it's not outside of Austin. It's outside of Bastrop. It's just no one knows what Bastrop is. So I'm like, holy crap. And we start seeing Amazon executives driving Ferraris going through Bastrop. 
By the way, I'm single-handedly on this podcast now growing Bastrop because this is what's happening. Um, Zachary Levi is in Bastrop, who's the main actor in Shazam, the DC movie. Ryan Holiday is in Bastrop, the author of Trust Me, I'm Lying, right? So all these big names are all in Bastrop and we all, you know, bump into each other every so often. We don't like all hang out and have like a power coffee or whatever, but we know each other. And and I start thinking, I'm not going to be able to afford the rent because my game store is tiny. And I was like, it, it makes money, sure, but the rent is going to go up. To put it in comparison, a game store just went bankrupt in Austin that I was looking at, um, and their rent was 15 grand a month. So I'm, I'm earning 15K in my tiny little town. But I was like, this is too big. I don't want to deal with this. So I start looking around, and with all the commercial properties struggling, I'm like, I'm just going to buy a commercial building. So now, two months ago, after the announcement of Elon Musk, before it gets big, I just go in, bam, put an offer on a property. And now I'm buying this giant brown building on the corner of Main Street and Chestnut, which are the two biggest roads through Bastrop. You drive through Bastrop, you drive on Chestnut. That's how it is. And I've got yeah. a big window that faces the highway. I mean, oh, it's basically like Main crap. Street. Yeah, just beautiful building. I buy this thing for, for cents on the dollar compared to what it should be worth or will be worth. It comes with an apartment upstairs. The rent of the apartment, based on the deposit I had to put down, pays for the mortgage, um, and it's got a tenant in it. And the down payment, I managed to wrangle from another deal that I'm doing. So the long story short is I buy the commercial building for nothing, um, and it pays for itself. So now my game store is moving from this tiny little shop into this huge building, um, and I gain a tenant. And that's my favorite project right now because it started with my kid being like, Dad, my Dungeons & Dragons game won't be here anymore. Please help me. Unbelievable story. <laughs> Thanks, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> and it's funny because I've heard you tell the story in more detail You know, during our you know, our intense training during the war room for, for like a week. And for mm-hmm. anyone who's wondering, you, you could probably better because I, I, I was a visitor. You've been in, the, you've been in that uh, circle for a long time. Tell, tell the folks at home what the heck War Room is with Roland Yeah, so you guys are doing. Uh, war Room is essentially one of the original marketing masterminds. It's where you have uh, 100 to 300 people that are cherry-picked, invite-only, $30,000 a year to be in a room and, and learn from the best. And some people um, are invited to be experts to help. And, uh, it's funny, a lot of the people, uh, you know, in war room, these programs, they call me the best kept secret because I'm one of the experts in the program and very few people know who I am. Um, but you know, when somebody's doing a seven figure negotiation, I'm the guy they'll pick up the phone to and they'll be like, Hey, can you do it for me? Not even, can you guide me through it? Can you do it for me? And, yeah. uh, people will pay me a, a flat fee and a percentage of the deal to negotiate. I just did one, uh, I did one like three weeks ago where I got, it was a business for sale, asking price um, based on a multiple of EBITDA, which is sort of like uh, the equivalent, I suppose, of like um, seller's discretionary earnings or something. Um, and uh, it was a million dollars. And uh, the final deal was 287000 or something by the time I'd finished negotiating. Wow. And so, yeah, so Dude. that's 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 what people use me for nowadays or, you know, or helping them with whatever. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm so glad I know you because I'm going to need you at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because we were sitting there. You hadn't really taken the stage yet uh, in terms of like you know uh, singing solo, so to speak. Yeah. You know, Roland was talking for a couple of days, and then you spoke up, and it was clear. Like I was like, everybody was listening. Well, your accent's also very helpful, <laughs> right? It's a, it's a the uh, native but, Iowan but, uh, accent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, you knew what you were talking about. You you, you started talking about your the the D and D or the game store, um, acquisition and all the creative ways that you, you, you secured and acquired it. 
And I love how the stories evolve because now you have the building thing. Yeah. That wasn't part of it because it didn't mm -hmm. happen yet. Yeah, it's so crazy. I, it's so cool. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so, so fun. Cool. And, and the, the people in the program that have like watched it grow, they're, they're blown away because they keep yeah. seeing the story evolve and I keep sharing it with them. So eventually this story will be how my son ended up buying me a multi-million dollar property. Oh, man. Uh, because, yeah. because this property, I mean, dude, I'm not kidding. This is, you know, the giant brown Texan buildings, like the big, huge ones. It's one of those. Yeah. Um, and we're picking it up for like half a million and let nothing out of pocket. So yeah. it's literally the game store is funding the whole thing. It's crazy. That is unreal, man. Yeah. That is unreal. <laughs> yeah, you you figured it out, man. It's There's a blueprint to success uh, and, and happiness that I really just, when I see you, I'm like, it's there. Like there's zeros and ones that are floating down. And, um, and I'm like, man, you figured it out. Because when... It's funny because it just happened to be you and I and your wife sitting at a table and we were like, right? It was just a, it was a quick break mm -hmm. to like inhale some food and go back to the, because it was intense, dude. It was a fire hose for me, you know, because it was the first M&A or mergers and acquisition for those wondering, um, you know, event. And, and I was just, whoa, I was blown away. I was like, I'm in a room of Jedi Council. You know, this is <laughs> the masters, right? I'm a yeah. Padawan and I'm, I'm just here to observe and learn as much as I can. And our conversations, I was like, you were blowing me away because I think at the time I was struggling with my assistant. Mm -hmm. And you were like, this is the way I do it. And, and you're such a cool, humble guy, you know, who's, who's um, that's the thing. The true successful people that I notice and that I've come across, and I always try to model this and emulate what you guys do, is, is just be humble and passionate and willing to help people all the time, regardless of what level they're at. Yep. And as I came to you and I'm like, yeah, my business is this, and I'm, I'm trying to figure this out on the personal side. How do I, you know, I need to fix this here first. And before I could fix everything else. And you and you started giving me some strategies around how you can find an assistant, which seemed extreme, <laughs> but made total sense when you explained it. Can you dive a little bit into that? So again, it's been so long since then. I don't know which one I've given you because we've grown. Our staff's grown like four yeah. times since then. So if you give me a, I can. The, the, yeah, the one you were talking about, and it may be your, your future business partner that you might give a slice to. It, maybe it was him. But you were talking about how your... Your schedule is, and this is how I'm, I'm experiencing it now, and I need your guidance. Sure. Uh, my time is so precious and limited now mm -hmm. where I, I can only pinpoint the opportunities that I think are worth the time, yeah. right? It sounds pretentious, but it's true when oh, you sort of start 100%. to get to that level, right? You yeah. you understand. But anyone who's listening, no offense. Uh, it, it sort of happens. I, I didn't expect it, and there's no way you can understand it until you're there. Yeah. So with you, you were like telling me, you got to find someone that basically shadows you. You're like, you're oh, going to yeah. pay them very I know, little. Yeah, I know exactly right? what you're about. Yeah, I'm going to learn. Yeah, they're going to be able to start their own empire and business that, by that's shadowing That's the guy you. Is that's living in this house. The one with the Tinder date. That's him. Yeah. So at the time, we'd just taken him on. And yeah, we always have at least one person. But I mean, I've grown to the point now where I've got, I've got two guys like that right now. But I've also got my paid assistant and I've actually had to hire a full C-suite to run my company. So we, I've grown in the last year since, since seeing you. But, um, but, but the, the game store is run by that guy. So what happened was um, he came into town for, a, for an event and he moved here because he didn't have the money to get back. And he's like, I figured I would just work part time and find any excuse to hang out with you. And I said to him, look, I have a spare room in my office. You can live there. And... You follow me every day. You wake up in the morning when I wake up. You go everywhere I go. And then as you get better at things, you're going to take basic tasks off me, things like cooking, things like things that you're going to think are inconsequential. 
And as we go, you're going to realize they're some of the most important things. And so at this point, I mean, this guy's like my best friend. He runs uh, one of my businesses, pretty much exclusively just him. He runs ideas off of me. And he is, I love this because it's come full circle to the beginning. This is the guy that is about this far away from me just giving him a percentage of my company. And I mean, it's going to be worth a significant amount of money. He's the guy that I was in the game store with redecorating. He's the guy that um, helped me grow it so that it's doing 15K a month instead of 5K a month. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a great guy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I love how it did come full circle, brother. Yeah, and he, so makes, cool. he makes a lot of money now because initially yeah. he made no money whatsoever. He, the only way he could make money is a percentage of any sale he brought in. And, yeah. But all his bills were covered. Um, I had him calculate right. what his monthly expenditure was. And I was like, we will zero that out. You will have no, so his phone, his internet, everything he had that was a regular bill, insurance, we just covered it all. Medical, no bills, but no spending yeah. money either. All food is free, all gas is free. I gave him a company credit card. And I was like, this is for any incidental expenses. If this becomes too high, you're fired. I was like, so you keep it low. Your job is to help us save money, not spend it. But yeah. Every time you make a sale, you will get a percentage of that sale. Wow. Um, and I was like, and your job is to start looking in the company and saying, how can we make more sales and talking to me and learning? And yeah, he handles content creation. I mean, this guy is becoming a beast. Yeah, it's awesome. In man. a year. It's awesome. Not even. Yeah, yeah. I have I have someone on my team like that, and I'm going to make sure he listens to this episode. So so Jake, pay attention because, uh, yeah. You got Jake. In my world, James. that's... <laughs> he's that guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and even, um, I don't know if you're a big Rogan fan, uh, but mm -hmm. he's got young Jamie in the corner, right? Yep. And, uh, and and I think we all need a young Jamie or James, or or it's funny, they're all Jays, Jake. But uh, yeah. Yeah, but, I, but I mean, and this is, you know, this goes back to like even the, the day of the samurai or the night with the squire. It's It's been a known method since thousands of years ago that if you are an expert, you would have an apprentice. And the apprentice, because the only way to learn is to do everything. Like James has become a cook. He This morning, he made breakfast. Um, and normally it's me, but like to give you an idea of James's breakfast, James made um, organic balsamic reduction sous vide egg bites from scratch. And yeah, I didn't teach him that. That wasn't a recipe I gave him. I was just going to say, I, I, something tells me he did not know how to do that before he met you. No, yeah, but I didn't teach him that one. He invented that one himself wow. based on learning my methods. Because yes. the way that I was taught cooking by my dad, it's not recipes, it's an art. You just understand how flavors come together. And so he understood the flavors and started designing meals. Sick, dude. So sick. <laughs> dude, I could I could literally spend days just talking to you and listening to you, man. It's it's really, really such a joy. Um so the uh let's let's tell the folks. Wait, wait, really quickly. How did your wife feel about some young dude just moving into the house? Um and, <laughs> and she, she was expecting. This is we've done stuff like this before, so to her it's okay. absolutely fine. But I mean he's a help. He babysits the kids when we go on date yeah. nights. And but the, okay, so the first time she was exposed to you doing this, how did you, uh, you the very first time she was like, I don't like people living in my in my space. And yeah. I, I mentioned we've got a 44 acre property with two houses. That's why. We okay. literally just yeah. put another house on the property. I'm like, cool. Wow. They stay in a different house. And it's no different yeah. than having a neighbor, except our neighbor is like 2,000 paces away. Yeah. And, and they work for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into it, man. Let's, let's spend the rest of our time together talking about Smart Blueprint, man. Let's do it. This is like the coolest thing I've ever made for business. I made it for myself. It's not really for anyone else. If somebody else wants it, they can have it. Um, first of all, um, it's free, uh, which I love. Um, we have this free guide called the Smart Blueprint, and it's a PDF 
that just tells everybody all the tools we actually use. And we made it so I can give it to people like James or you could give it to Jake or, or whoever. And I'm like, I don't want to bother telling you everything I have to tell you. So use this guide and it will tell you every tool we have and how we use them and why we use them. And I want you to go and play with them and learn them. And then if you want, um, to, for the right people, we'll bring them on for free for people that, you know, when we get swamped, then we have a, a paid version, which is essentially a three month program where we guide them through the smart blueprint. And it is literally designed for our own companies. We're running seven different brands at the moment and they all go through it. And smart SMART stands for staffing, marketing, audience, revenue, and testimonials. And if you have these five things mastered, you're great, right? You've got a team that you can rely on that are going to handle things on your behalf and give you time back. Marketing that's going to bring in new leads an audience so that we capture those, that marketing and build up our own community. Revenue is how we make sales from that community. And then testimonials is evidence of how good we are that we can use for more marketing or sales or what have you. And that's it. Just yeah. the tools right. and the processes we use. Yeah. I love that, man. I love that. So how long did it take you to develop that? Um, so, I mean, realistically 15 years, yeah. cause it's been following my entire business. But what happened was there was a lot of stuff that I was taking for granted that were in my head. And I would get frustrated when I'd have someone like James and I'd be like, yeah, dude, just go and write a headline. And I'm like, no, that's not how you write a headline. And he's like, well, what do I do? I was like, we'll go and do this headline training. And it was like a three day training. And then they'd finish the training and they'd take something out of it that I didn't take from it. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not what I wanted you to take from it. And he's like, well, the headline training says this one headline's good. I was like, no, that's terrible for our industry. That's only if you're doing millions of dollars. I was like, we're doing a million in this brand. That's stupid. Like the, it's a lower offer. And he goes, well, how do I know? I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to write my own headline training. Mm. And that's how it started. So I wrote my own email training, my own headline training. I wrote my own copywriting training. I wrote my own audience training, like how to build an audience, how to maintain an audience, content creation, SEO. Yeah. And I just started writing all this stuff. So when I eventually wrote it down, I mean, it took me a week. Right. I just, right. I, it was just like, I'm, I went through everything start to finish. Holy crap. Yeah. So just so to clarify for anyone who is absolutely interested and voracious for this, like I am, thesmartblueprint.com. T-H-E. Mm -hmm. yeah. The, 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 yeah, the, you got to grab smartblueprint.com. I, I don't know if anyone owns it, man. But yeah, thesmartblueprint.com. <laughs> Very cool, man. Thanks yeah. for, for developing Thank and you. creating that and taking all your brilliance and, and distilling it into something that people can utilize and, and implement. Very cool, brother. I really, really appreciate you. I want as much as I want to keep going, man. I, I want to be sensitive to your time. Hey, I appreciate you, man. So Thanks much for having fun, me. brother. So much fun. We got to do a part two or something, man. Because hundred uh, percent, dude. Anytime. You know what's crazy Just is like you are the ideal guest for my for this new format that everyone's listening to, <laughs> uh, because it was perfect. I think the way we got stories out of you to get to know you. Um, and, and then, you know, let's talk about how brilliant it all fused into your business. Like all the stories are so good. <laughs> you know, and I think, I think that's like the most important thing is, um, I'm congruent with who I am. And I think a lot of people are fake right. and I'm not, I am me and everything about me is real and raw. And there are people that meet me and are like, I hate that guy. Mm. And I get it because I am 100% truly me, but I am also 100% truly someone that can walk into any business and make it make lots and lots of money. So good. It's brilliant, dude. Yeah. yeah. Lucky, Thanks. lucky, lucky for me, and uh, lucky for you, man. I'm, 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 I, I just, I'm just, you know, learning and getting to know you, man. And I'm super proud, man, uh, for everything <laughs> you've you. done, and uh, it's, it's really inspirational, brother. So I appreciate you. Thank you, man. Appreciate you.
That's it for now, folks. If you'd like to stay in touch with the show, you can contact me directly at eric at onairbrands.com. That's eric, E-R-I-K, at onairbrands.com. And if you aren't already subscribed to the show, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. And please recommend us to one or two people in your circle. That will go a long, long way to growing our community. Also, if you could rate us on iTunes, just take a moment uh, to give us five stars. And if they have more stars, give all of them. We'd greatly appreciate you for that. And always, always like, subscribe, and share, share, share this show on social media. We'd love you for that as well. And if you have any ideas or want to hear something on a future show, please hit us up. Maybe you have a question for one of my guests or you want to uh, tell a story, a success story. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can do that, especially if you're on the Anchor platform. You can leave us a voice message. We'd love to incorporate you and your voice on a future episode. Once again, folks, thanks again for listening to the Entrepreneur Circle. Please like, subscribe, and share share, share, share. I am Eric Cabral. And as always, remember, your network is your net worth. So get in the circle. Yeah.